I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The anti-slut shaming podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hello, fuckers. How you doing? Where you been? Do you have a good Thanksgiving? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Sludging Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you are listening to this right now, tonight. right this second on Friday, tonight, New York City, we are performing, if there's still tickets left, at the Midnight Theater at 9.30 p.m. The ticket links are in our bio or just Google Midnight Theater NYC. You know, you can figure it you out. Got it. You got this. I believe in you. That is our last uh guys we fucked show of 2023 so make sure to get on top of that and if you're not in new york you can always stream the show so if if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out get our get the link in our bio baby get that streaming ticket you have 48 hours to view the show you can watch it live as it unfolds which is exciting because we have some fun holiday surprises for you or you can watch it up to two days later do a little watch party with your friends it'll be grand yes and if you want to email us, it's sorry about last night show at gmail.com. This week's subject line says, found out my boyfriend is on Tinder. Yeah. Oops. It happens. Tale as old as time. Yeah, it happens. Uh, hi, Corinne, Christina, and Mike. Thank you for all the laughs through the years. I am writing in because I received a message from one of my boyfriend's Facebook friends that they matched on Tinder. Oh, I confronted him about this and he admitted to it. That's good. He said he never joined for anything other than swiping, but I do not believe that, nor does it make sense to me. If Mike has any insight on why men do this, I mean, I could see why you would do it. It's like if you just need a little extra attention. Uh, Uh, Sure. But I think that the issue is that the. He wants to flirt. Maybe he wants to flirt. I mean, how you do that and not flirt? You're matching. I think there might be something deeper there that would imply that maybe he's maybe he is going on with quote unquote wink wink innocent intentions. But I mean, yeah, yeah. you're seeing if there's anything you know, better out I there. Would, yeah, right. Lose, if you match with somebody, what what are you going to do? Gonna, I you know would what I mean? lose my 
fucking mind. That's why I got a little more work to do. Well, I would just dump it's, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a dumpable offense, absolutely. Oh, for sure. You, know? you don't need yeah. to lose your mind. You just go, okay, bye. See ya. Ciao. Have a nice life. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, he said he never joined for anything. Uh, I confronted to him about this and he admitted it. He said he never joined for anything other than swiping, but I do not believe this. If Mike has any insight on why men do this, I have always said I will never stay with a cheater, but I am uncertain what to do since we live together. Six months left on our lease. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the pickle you got yourself into. Yeah. Uh, I do love and care about this person, but I do not think I can ever trust or forgive him. That's mm-hmm. fair. I feel very disrespected and mad. Uh, I am looking for advice on how to deal with a situation like this. I know I need to leave, but I am struggling with facing the reality of leaving. Yeah, it's a problem with moving in with someone. Uh, Any advice would be appreciated and help me with this confusing, angry time. Thank you again for everything you guys do. I wish there was like a little ages here or like how long you've been together. If anything like this has happened before, you know, I I need a little bit more information. Yeah, some insight. It seems and like how, you, what's, what's, what is your relationship other than this? You know, is it right. good? How's your sex life? Do you communicate? Right. Obviously not fully. Yeah. yeah. Or he's not communicating this little urge he's got. Right. There's like a lot of information missing here, but based on the details we have, I mean, it seems like you are writing us having already made a decision. You're saying we, we support it. You're saying, I don't think I can ever trust or forgive him. So do yourself. And honestly, he doesn't deserve it right now, but do no. both of yourselves the favor of, if you know, right now you can never trust and forgive him. Don't drag this on. Leave That's it. my least favorite thing that people do. They pretend like they can get over it and they just like continuously make the person pay. It's like, yes, is this fucked up? But is this an offense? that for which there is no repentance. No, I also don't believe that. I believe that, yes, if you wanted to, you could stay in this relationship and salvage it. I 100% think, but it seems yeah. like you know yourself well enough. You've already said, I can't trust or forgive him. I, I'm reading that you're probably in your 20s based on just kind of that, honestly. There's a lot more forgiveness when you're later, but also, you know, you, you, you're less likely to get, to get into something in the first place. Um and so, yeah, just leave now and save everyone the fucking time and heartache. Yeah. yeah. And also it's just, I mean, at, at best, this is, uh, you know, a sign of how this guy is feeling and maybe of things that. I can't communicate might, it. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like I, 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 I've maybe. never heard of a guy in my circle of friends or anybody that I know that like gets on Tinder while they're in a relationship yeah. just for the swiping. Like what an odd thing I, I mean, I know say. tons of guys who get on Tinder while they're in relationships. But, but- to meet another person yeah right? it's a fuck i'm sure right so, i don't even i don't uh, i don't really usually ask men why they're doing the things they do i just assume the worst <laughs> sure but i think it's fair to assume the worst here too i mean like what, yeah. what I do it for all likely? people not just men to be fair yeah. yes fair. Uh, and i think i yeah i think the attention seeking is it it's because it's like I, I, i'm trying to put myself in his position like why would i do that the only reason why I would do that, I mean, I, ideally, I'd hope I'd have enough, you know, chutzpah to just be like, hey, I'm not getting enough attention from you. We need to figure this out. Uh, but yeah, if I, that's a, like a very quick and easy way to feel wanted, you know? So if we're trying to get in his little psyche, I'm very, I I, I want to know what else he had to say other than it's innocent swiping. Like, well, And Christina, mm, the other thing to think about is whether or not he wants the attention from her. Well, and that's why very good point. It's fucking rich when men get on us for, you know, how we dress and how it like women dress in an intention seeking manner. Because I was like, uh, literally, if we're talking about which sex needs more attention, it is men, men, no question by landslide, hands down, exactly by a landslide. And it's like, uh, so to to finger point and say women need so much attention. Are you kidding me? You guys. 
guys can't go an hour without a girlfriend. Also, yeah, we know how to like uh, self-soothe when we want attention. Yeah. Meaning like, we just post a dick pic. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy. We don't have to fucking rely on the people in our lives for all the attention that we crave. Like, right. We can fucking go out in the world and fucking get it. And that's a, that's another point. Like it is easier for women to get attention when we want it. But to say that, you know, to point the finger and say women are so attention seeking as if men aren't is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's You guys true. need constant attention. I feel like you need, if you bring home like your uh, a, a report you did at work, I have to hang it on the refrigerator <laughs> and be like, look at my A plus student great job you know how come um i was thinking about this you know when a woman is like very caring in a relationship it's like it's assumed sometimes in both parties of the relationship and to that woman's friends and family possibly that there's like a mother-son dynamic going on Uh but when a man takes care of a woman in a straight relationship there's no assumption of this father-daughter dynamic as much as there is with the mother-son thing well it hasn't happened enough that there's any statistics on it oh (laughs) No, no one's no one's had a made up. No one's had to like make up a sociological review of it because it just happens so rarely that they're like, oh, that's just like a a four leaf clover. (laughs) We may be barren in ourselves. Woo. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. Let us know, guys. Uh, Okay. What if there is a guy that's or a woman, anybody is. Are you in a relationship right now? And are you swipe, swipe, swiping while in a relationship? I'd be curious as to why. Uh, You can't do it. What? You, should, you, should, you can't do it. You no. shouldn't do it. No, it's well, awful. It's insane. It just Go goes, watch porn. It goes literally, it, but the thing is, it feeds into that what we've been talking about for weeks, which is men won't leave the relationship. Right. Some, someone so annoying. in a very high position uh, who told me this past week, they were like, Corinne, I've heard you talking on guys. We fucked about this concept that uh, men will never leave the relationship. And the person goes, I got to tell you something. And they were like, I'm trying to be like really neutral here. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, I know someone whose girlfriend tried to poison him <laughs> and he got back in the relationship. Okay. That's that how much, great. that is how much men will not leave yeah. the relationship. It's really Whoa. putting the theory to the test. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, well, the person was like, <laughs> I could tell they were like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I just got to tell you this because I've heard you speaking about it on guys. And this is a, that's a very high, hundred percent trustworthy source, high level intelligent. Yeah. Professional source. Uh Uh What's up, man? You okay? Obviously not. What's going on in that head and heart of yours? Mm Mm-hmm. We know what's going on in that dick of yours. What's going on in that head and in that heart? Just extremely Holy fascinating. shit. Okay. Um, hey, if do you live in or near New Jersey? I will be headlining the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey, January 4th through the 6th. All right. I think we got five shows total. Get your tickets. Link is in my bio at Christina Hutch on all the social media. And... Um, Make sure to sign up for my Patreon if you think that group therapy once a month, well, therapy, uh, once a week rather would be something that you'd be interested in or listening in uh, on group therapy. Uh, I co I host it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. And it's really good. And uh, also my solo podcast, The Voices in Our Heads is back and it's under big Dicky Dong, Mikey D, Coscarelli's uh, new podcast network, should can I say a name? Yeah. It's Slickback Studios. It's going to launch. Mid-January. Mid-January, January. baby. 
but the next book I'm going to go into, and I want to read an excerpt from a bonus episode of the, of guys who fucked, um, this fucking book, I gotta say, I I'm, I'm having like shit pop up for me, uh, just memory wise. And it's, this book has been incredibly helpful. It's called what happened to you conversations on trauma, resilience, and healing. Mm. It's by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. This is uh, as, as far as trauma books go, I think the body keeps the score was one of the ones that really like, you know, broke the mold in terms of how we talk about the way PTSD in soldiers and in kids who have had really terrible upbringings, how that works in the brain, this, and I read the book, a lot of it was really heady and I couldn't understand a lot of the science stuff, but this book, what happened to you? I cannot recommend this enough. I think everybody who is in an abusive relationship should read this. Anybody who has had a little bit of an adverse childhood, any chaos in your childhood should read this. This is probably, I have had so many incredible aha moments with this book where I'd be alone in my apartment, bawling my fucking face off, but like old tears um, and just kind of getting it out of my system and really um, therapizing the memories that have been popping up for me lately. I can't recommend this book enough. What happens to you when a book's good? I got the audio version and the hardcover version. And that's what I have with this book. The audio version is incredible. Uh, Dr. Perry and Oprah narrate their individual parts. And it's very, it's a really eye-opening, simple, gentle explanation of, um, of childhood trauma. And one of the things that clicked with me really, really hard is, because this is what my parents did to me, my, I would have effects, behavioral effects of how they treated me growing up and they would always ask, they would always go to me and be like, what's wrong with you, Christina? What's your problem? And the whole theory of this book is instead of asking what's wrong with you, ask what happened to you so you could understand it and integrate it into your life and then move on from it. Um, so I highly recommend that book and I highly recommend you listening to the voices in our heads and new episodes are out every single Monday, baby. Is it also helpful when men on the internet, uh, comment who hurt you? Is that something that they talk about? In the no, book? see, they should read that. <laughs> Those men should read this book because they're clearly very hurt. Is that an amazing, uh, helpful thing to say? <laughs> Oh Never. boy. Anyway. All right. So now I got a couple dates coming up. I'll do them in order of when they're happening. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, uh, December 15th and 16th headlining Zini's Chicago with Chloe LeBranch and Eric Freddie. moving on New Year's Eve, uh, which is, if you don't know, December 31st in mm. New York city, Thank you. New York comedy club, East village. We're going to do Corinne Fisher's morbid New Year's Eve again. Uh, it is, although I am in a far less morbid mood than I was last year. Yay. I liked the morbid con. Content, and there always will be morbidity in my soul. So that feels uh, perfect. Uh, that's going to be a 6 p.m. show at the East Village uh, New York Comedy Club. Emilio just texted me. That's the owner of New York Comedy Club. He's going to be getting that link up right now, guys. Yeah, um, such a fun and, show. And, you know, I'll book the show when I book it. And, yeah. uh, and then next year, 2024... Washington, D.C., headlining D.C. Comedy Loft, February 29th through March 2nd. That ticket link is also up. All these are via the Linktree link in my bio. I'm on Instagram and TikTok and X, a.k.a. Twitter, uh, at Philanthropy Gal. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. 
A lot of them are very big, uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Cool bitch, cool beans, cool everything. Well, always just an uncool noise, though. Always cool fucking noise. Here. Um, so there was a post on Instagram that I was like, you know what? I always thought that a very expensive engagement ring was a dumb fucking idea. No mm-hmm. offense to anybody who's got one. Right, we I, talked about that with Nikki a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always just, I, I, I'm like, this is so stupid. And as we said with Nikki, like, I, we've all gotten tricked, men and women, everybody. To, into buying this shit like ca- capitalism fucking runs everything and it's it's been nice to like finally realize that in my life so i don't fall for all this shit uh but one of them is expensive engagement ring and there was a study that came out that revealed uh, a study by economics professor andrew francis tan and hugo malian uh suggests that couples who spend more on their weddings including expensive engagement rings are more likely to get divorced. That's not shocking. The research based on over 3000 people in the United States found a correlation between higher wedding expenses and increased divorce rates. Marriages with engagement rings costing over 1500 euros were particularly associated with a higher than likelihood of divorce. Um 
And then I posted that to my Instagram stories and I got evidence that supports this theory 100%. I got evidence of people who bought very expensive engagement rings and they got divorced very soon after they got married. And then ones where a couple people were like, yeah, my my fian- my husband bought my ring at an antique store and we've been married for 25 years. I'm like, damn. Well, damn. is it there you go. It, are, are they saying, do they give you like re- reason? Like, cause I have two theories, like n- that number one, it's like people who want to get married performatively. Yeah. 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 Um, they, didn't, they didn't get into that. Cause I clicked the article and they didn't, they just went through the data that they got. They didn't really make a conclusion, but I agree. I think it's all a show. But then part two is also like part of it has to be, uh, you know, that you are just a, a, a more wealthy person. You like f- financially you're, mm-hmm. d- you're doing better off and that, Oddly enough, I think there are more variables when you're wealthy that can make a relationship uh, go wrong. More money, more problems. I mean, because there, because it's almost like when you're when you have less money, you have less choices available to you, mm-hmm. and you also need to rely on each other as a unit to get through the day to day. So I would think that would bond you. And when, whereas when you're really wealthy, you have the ability to kind of lead two separate lives. Yes, that's very true. Um, And so those are like my two things that I initially thought of with those statistics. Your first one was was my theory as well. The second one makes all the sense in the world. I didn't think of that one, but that makes... That makes total sense. If you ever go to a bad wedding, you really sit there and just say like, wow, you guys really must want to get married if you're willing to do it. Here. <laughs> Every time I'm at a VFW <laughs> you know? hall, I think yes. that. These, these kids are going to make it. <laughs> why yeah. else would you do this? Yeah, you, yeah, go, yeah. you go, why, Homespun why wedding. are we here? We're at the Holiday Inn? What the fuck? Why, why are you married The here? Holiday Inn, I why, wish. Why are you getting <laughs> I married wish the Christmas Inn. Eve? Yeah. It's cheaper. Yeah. 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 No. I, I agree. I think that like on the weddings I've seen, I've seen weddings that are like fancier, richer, that I'm like, yeah, these people really do love each other. But then it's like my, my, like my boyfriend works, he does high end weddings. He's a singer and, uh, he'll, he'll sing these crazy weddings. And sometimes the flower budget is over, it's like half a million dollars. And I'm like, you're going to fucking throw these things out. Flowers. What are we doing? That's flowers a down payment. are so expensive. Yeah. yeah. They're so expensive. And then just, yeah, I feel like the wedding industry really gouges you like the, the wedding oh, dress yeah. itself doesn't cost that much to make. Obviously, of course, there are intricate ones that are, but they just know that you only can buy one. Tournay. Come on. What's that? Yeah, Vera Wang, She's a right? very famous wedding dress designer. Oh, I'm not familiar Say with the Say yes to the dress, baby. Oh, gotta nice. go to Kleinfeld. I, I gotta be honest, though. I loved going to Kleinfeld's. I was so excited. I When I went to Kleinfeld's with Paula when she was picking out her wedding dress. Is that a dress, famous place? It's the place to get oh, a wedding dress. It's yeah. not really far from here. Yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's, yeah, it's right oh, in New York City. It's like 23rd, 24th People fly in from all over the world. Not even the country to go to Kleinfelds. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My no sister idea. got a dress there too. Yeah. 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 See, it was just so fun to be there. Yeah. It is. That's it's cool. cool. Yeah. They bring you like champagne and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's cool. wow. it it was in the movies. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was stress free for me because I'm like, I'm not picking out a fucking dress. Right. I'm just yeah. Here, I'm here that's for the, the ideal circumstance. Well, and I did, like, I think I talked about this on the show, but I like, I, it was great going with Paula because I was like, my best friend's better looking than all your best friends. Yeah. yeah. So my best friend looked good in all the dresses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, she's like a model. And I got, it's like, it was just, I brought Princess Jasmine to just try yeah, on yeah. dresses. It was yeah. insane. It was so great. Yeah. That also speaks to the why if I get married, I want my wedding to be an immersive theater experience that's mostly comedic. <laughs> the only I mean, other, why not? The only know? other caveat that I'll add to this as like a theory oh, is why? Yeah. No, I just think eth- ethnic weddings tend to be big. Uh Hispanic, Jewish, Italian. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that is also a bit of a... Listen, like my parents... Like culture pushing you to get married? 
your culture pushing you to get married? It's just, it's such a, it's such a to do. Like it's, it's like if you get married, at least in the Italian culture, or I mean, or the Jewish culture too, you're, you're expected, I think, by the families to have, especially Italian and an Italian or a Jew and a Jew. Like oh, right. they want you, you know, they, they want you on the chairs yes. like in a big banquet hall and stuff, you know? So I don't know. I think that's a factor also, but I do tend to agree with both of those theories. I think like there are times where you see a big wedding, like a lavish wedding like, on Instagram or whatever. Know, we were just like, start the clock. What, what is this for? <laughs> this has got a year and a half tops. Yeah. 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 But I, I gotta say like recently, like I don't, uh, a lot of people our age who have gotten married. I don't actually see very, cause people are all, always like, you know, get ready for the divorces. And it's like, I don't, haven't really seen very many divorces mm. in my, yeah. and, it, and it would be, around the time when at least like yeah. round one of divorces would start. <laughs> and I really haven't seen, I really haven't seen them. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. yeah that's a, nice. Lot, a lot less people are getting married though. Yeah. So that plays into it. But yeah. And the, yeah. I feel like that's, that's like the economy in general is kind of crap. And like, I forget like when our parents were our age or younger, they could have only one job and buy a house and right. have kids. For sure. And we can't do that now. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's sad. I, I like, you know, I never, I never like rejoice when people get divorced. Oh, no, like none of my, even if you called it, it's like, ah, I wish I was or wrong. Or like even any of like my exes who are married, like I wouldn't be happy if any of them got divorced truthfully. Like yeah. it's not, that's not, that's, uh, that doesn't make me happy. That's not good. Um, how are you? All right. Um, oh, I have something from the internet too. Sweet. Um, Love the internet. I just saw, well, this was just like a a question that they were asking on crazy bitch problems, which I do follow. I love that account. And so I thought it would be a good question for the group. And it says, which is the hardest for you to say? Uh, A, I apologize. B, I need help. C, I love you. Or D, I was wrong. (sighs) I need help. I'll fucking, I'd rather, I, I have my leg get cut off and bleed out before I say that. Probably for me too, I think. Oh, it's so humiliating to say you need help oh, for okay. me. Yeah, it's okay. I was like, I'm going to go with I was wrong for me. The 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 biggest one answer in the comments was I need help. Really? Uh, I think a couple years ago, I worked really hard on uh, asking like for help when I need it because I was like, you're only punishing yourself when you don't ask for help. Totally. totally. Um, and it's, and you're holding yourself back when you don't ask for help because you're then doing you know, all of the work. I mean, like if, if, even they talk about it in the, uh, the Robert green, you know, Pat, what the fuck the, what was uh, 48 laws of power? Yeah. The, I always forget how many there are. There's, There's so yes. many laws of power. I know. So in, he probably wrote the 49th book. You uh, know, I mean, basically 48 la- laws of power. If you're going to whittle it down to like one sentence, it's like always take credit for work and never do any. That's the book. I just summarized it for you now. You could take all of it. Be pl- really pleasant to be, around, and, uh, oh, pleasant to be around. And, uh, pleasant to be around. The smile on your face, social, remembers people's names. A little wink. Do do very little work. Dele- know how to delegate the work and give people um in your you know in, in who are working for you pats on the back and tell them that they're going doing a good job and then take all the credit for the work. That's the forty eight laws of power in a nutshell. That's what I learned from that book. Um, yeah. And so you know. As much as like we like to put our, you know, pride ourselves on never asking for help. It's literally the worst thing you can do for success. When I think of, you know, I I certainly know a lot of successful people who work very hard, but I also know a large chunk of people who don't work hard at all and just kind of (laughs) float. Mike and I are probably thinking of some of the same people right now. Uh, I know we are. Um, (laughs) And they just kind of float on by because they are consistently asking for help. I actually had, I got in a really interesting 
conversation with an Uber driver. Um, he was taking me um, from my store back to my apartment. And uh, he was like a clothing designer who had been really popular. Like he had an urban um, like streetwear brand. Um, and he had been really popular, like, like Alicia Keys had worn his, worn his clothing and all this stuff. And it's still around now, but he was having some trouble. So we were kind of like spitballing some ideas for him to get um, his business uh, up and running again. And I was like, dude, I was like, if you helped all these people in their career and gave them free clothing, I was like, and then you're telling me that they are now really successful people. I was like, go back and ask those people yeah. who you helped initially yeah. shit, to baby. help you now. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, my wife said that too. And I was like, yeah, do it. I was like, that's what do you, what, when are you saving this favor for? Or like, why are you letting your pride get in the way? Like those people had no problem riding your coattails to the top. So go back and say, and you don't have to like, you know, say I did this for you. So now you have to do that for me. Like that's not a good energy to bring say, to the hey, table. I'm driving Uber. <laughs> Can yeah, you help me? Yeah, Just say, just, just say, Hey, like, I feel like my brand's not popping off the way it used to be. If I send you a free sweatsuit, would you pop, you know, put it on and wear it on Instagram. Yeah. And like anyone who remembers who they're from and has any like sense of decency and reciprocity yes. will pop it on. There you are, know what though, they're going to be excited. There are so they're many be people. To promote it. All the people who helped me, I will never forget. I will, yeah, I will yeah. never forget. They have a special place in your heart forever. Haven't yeah. we had this discussion probably off mic more than anything though? There are so many people, yeah. at least in this business, yeah. who don't ever remember where they came from. Mm, and then well, those people you, are sociopaths. Yeah, the, but they are they're in the business. They're there though. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I, but I think like it's night. Like people do like sm smell that about them. So even if they do continue to s succeed, it makes me happy that no one is really falling for their bull for their bullshit. You mm. know? Sure. Like that. That does make me happy. It makes me think that people aren't as uh, you know, blind as they sometimes appear to be. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. That is nice. You know who's also nice? Today's yeah. guest. Yeah, fucking guest today. Oh my God. And guys, please, I just want to say before we intro or before you hear this, check out the links in the description of today's episode where you will find resources and places to donate and places to learn more about the topics discussed. Okay, that's very important. Um, this person, she is a nurse, a mother, a wife, and she's one of my dearest friend sisters. And she is currently in the midst of chemotherapy treatment for a very rare form of breast cancer. And she has a lot of fascinating pieces of advice and wisdom to share with us. Please welcome to the show, Danya Francis. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, everybody, we are here with Danya Francis. I'm so excited to have you. We go way back. Your sister, Daria, was one of my first friends when I moved to New York. So we are here today under circumstances that I wish, you know, weren't the case. However, um, so Danya, you were recently diagnosed with, ca- with breast cancer. Yes. Um, and we'll get into the specific type. But if you could walk us through kind of how you came to notice it and uh, what it was like in terms of the medical intervention that you experienced along the way and how you had to advocate for yourself. Got it. Um, well, advocate. Advocating for yourself is the most important thing when it comes to your health. I'm actually a nurse practitioner as well. So um, for pedi- pediatrics. Um, so I do know a little bit about advocating for patients. I've been a nurse for a pretty long time. Um, but, you know, for yourself, sometimes you're not always the best. You know, people are busy since COVID, you know, understaffing. You feel bad for the staff, the doctors. Everyone's so busy. Um, yeah. Sometimes you're, you know, don't want to push things too much because, oh, it, it's okay. It could wait till tomorrow. Something like this, definitely not. Um, I had a mammogram. I turned 40 this past January. So, Congrats. you know, the big thing you do when you turn 40, everybody gets a mammogram. Get your boobies squished. Get them squished. Um, I didn't get one in January. I got one in June. So I waited a little bit. Um, and I went for my mammogram and, you know, it was nothing too crazy. They did the mammogram. They said, listen, uh, be surprised if you don't get called back. It's your, it's your first. So we have no baseline. We have nothing to compare this to. Oh, you know? so your first mammogram. So they did say like, you may get called back for some further imaging because oh, okay. we've you never know, seen your titties your, up close. We've never like seen it. We have no record of your boobs. We have not, you know, we have no idea what they look like in a mammogram. I've never had a mammogram before. How um, was a mammogram? It you, wasn't bad. It oh, really yeah? wasn't. I okay. mean, yeah, I didn't have, I don't have them anymore, but I didn't really have big boobs, but okay. you know, it wasn't very uncomfortable. Like everyone oh, wow. says, okay. I mean, they squeeze and do things like that. It was pretty quick. Um, so I had that done. And as I was waiting for my results, they said it would take about 10 days. Um, I, you know, was watching a show actually that they were talking about breast cancer. I was getting really emotionally involved with the show, feeling very upset about it. Um, the show ended and I got my report in my portal. It was signed off, like good to go. See you next year. I looked at my report, opened it up. It said, you know, nothing abnormal. Everything looks good. I'm like, great. Oh my God. Thank God. All this stuff I've been worrying about by watching this show. I'm yeah. good. I'm in the clear. I started worrying because I had 12 friends I graduated high school with. You know, it's almost like you get Mark safe from something, right? Mark safe from my mammogram. All my yeah. friends, I got their mammograms. Everyone was good. 
And then you start thinking about the statistics, one in eight women get breast cancer. I was like, oh my God, imagine if that could be me. Like, you know, you just start thinking like the worst while you wait. Yeah. It's like when you go to a, to the ER and they're like, well, let's give you a pregnancy test. You want an AIDS test too? And you're like, I guess so. And then you're like, oh fuck. Now I'm worried if I'm oddly nervous for no reason. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh yeah. I've been, I've been nervous about tests like that before. (laughs) I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had the mammogram done, the report came back, it said everything was fine, but I was like, I don't know. It says that I have dense breasts. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, I'm like, I'm a nurse practitioner. I should know what this means, but I don't really know much about breast health. So like, besides like doing exams and checking people for lumps, things like that. I'm like, wow, heterogeneously dense breasts means that it's harder to actually detect cancer. So uh, it said that in my report, in your mammogram, in my mammogram <laughs> saying you Even, have heterogeneously dense breasts. This isn't always detected. Like mm. this can't always detect cancer. However, you're good to go, but you're good to go. See you next year. Cute. I'm like, wait, uh, huh? Cute. I'm, like, I'm kind of confused. I got this mammogram to see if I have cancer. Isn't yeah. that a mammogram? And the, the little idea. the little PS there would make you think that I'm not print. good to go. Yeah, like down below, like New Jersey law says we have to let you know you do have dense breasts. We can't always detect cancer. It's so like, wait, um, that's a law in okay. So oh, right, you guys were talking about that earlier. That's a law in New Jersey that was passed so saying you have to they let have them to know. inform you Thank you God. have dense breasts and that it can't always detect cancer. But there's mm. like no like standard procedure. It seems mm. like when that happens, Weird. where's the ultrasound? Like, what's the next step? Like, why aren't I getting an ultrasound immediately? Like that day, even, you know, like if you could see it or when you get the report back, like, okay, now your next step is to get an ultrasound. There was none of that. It was just signed off, put in a portal, like nobody called. It was just that. So I went in for, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was, you know, totally not comfortable with that. So I started doing a breast exam like that night when I got the report back. How do you do that? So you would do it once a month. Okay. You do it like pretty much five days after your period starts oh. or just oh, every, like or right if you don't now, get your five period, days after my period or whatever. You do it the same time every month. You want to like stand, oh. look in a mirror, put your hands on your waist, check your breasts for any changes. So any oh. dimpling of the skin, any mm. inversion of your nipples, any nipple discharge, any anything that you see abnormal, just looking at your breasts, like different, oh, God, you know, maybe like it. different, like asymmetry, anything like that, if it's not even. And then you would lift one arm and then you feel with like the pads of your fingers. And then you're going to feel like on like, the tips of your fingers. Yeah, like the pads here. Yeah. You're going to lift one arm at a time and kind of just like feel all around the breast, right? Just your heart? Like circling around. So sensitive. I would cry. And to I'm feel not do for well any lumps, you go into the armpit. And everything, uh, even up here in the collarbone area, you're going to feel like all that area. And, and then you go to the other side and you okay. kind of just And you feel, do arm up arm for up. the boob that you're arm feeling up. up. And then you, yes, you just okay. kind of like rotate around the area and just feel for any lumps, bumps, mm. anything like that. Any changes you would want to, you know, say something right away and make sure you're getting the proper um, diagnostic test after that. Yeah. So I started doing that that night when I got my mammal back. And I was like, wait, there's no way. I don't feel anything. I'm like, I'm just playing tricks. You know, like there's no way. But I started to feel kind of a little something in my left breast. So I went to my GYN at the time and I let her know. Um, She actually felt it. She said that it didn't feel suspicious. And that I, you know, I said, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this mammo report. I have dense breasts. What's going on? Shouldn't I be getting an ultrasound? to make sure nothing's there. And plus this lump. Yeah. 
She said it didn't feel suspicious. And okay, I will order an ultrasound, get it in the next six months. So if I can nail anything home right now, don't wait six months. Yeah. Um, does your, does your GYN, does she do breast exams at every uh, visit that you had? Cause mine does. They do. Yeah. 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 She would, do, she would do the visit, right. like the well visit. She right. would definitely do like a breast exam, you mm-hmm. know, kind of just like quickly going over the breast area and everything. Mm-hmm. Some I've like noticed are better than others. You yeah. know, like it's just, everyone's <laughs> kind of different. I just went swipe. I'm like, that's not thorough. Yeah. Come you kind of want it to be a little more thorough, but yeah. you know, again, like everyone is so so busy lately it seems that it's like you need to put the power in your own hands because yeah. it's just scary because people make mistakes right doctors make mistakes like, yeah oh i've learned a lot like, from yeah. Corinne's experience with doctors of having people to like make advocate mistakes. for her, they're human herself beings, and her you yeah, know? yeah so at the end of the day it's like we have to do the best to like just make sure we're in the driver's seat with our health so yeah um so she felt that she said next six months whatever um i was like okay i'm mad at myself now for not that day being like, no, I want one right now. Like mm. give me my ultrasound today Yeah, because with cancer, things change quickly. So, um, I, you know, got it in the next month, you know, because it was not suspicious. So yeah. I went and it was a, uh, pretty crazy day that day. I went in, I, my husband just happened to be off work and he was like, come, he came with me. I'm Good. like, you know, just come with me just in case. Thank God. Because it was like a rough day. I went in, the radiologist was like freaking out. Wait, like, how so? As far as like on a level of like alert, like the way that my gyno was like, no big deal. Everything's like so great. This one was like, what is going on? Who felt this lump? Upon what, seeing your upon ultrasound. Upon seeing my ultrasound. And I'm looking there laying up and I'm, you know, a medical professional looking at it. And I'm like, that doesn't look like an, like a benign Like a non Like a I could just tell. I could tell the energy in the room. Yeah. The nurses were like rubbing my leg, like. It was just like a very, like, I could just tell. I was And the ultrasound, like, oh you get goodness. results immediately, right? Because it's like when you get a, when you have a baby, immediate. you see what they're seeing. They as were their- able to, like the ultrasound tech doesn't say anything. She was like on my right breast and saying nothing. She was like, are you staying for your results today? I was like, yeah, definitely. I want to see my results today. Then she went to my left breast and she's like, and I'm like, yeah, I have a little lump there, you know? Yeah. And she goes, oh, Okay. And then she left the room. I was oh, like, oh, no. this is great. Yeah. yeah. Was your husband so, in the room with he you? He was in the waiting room. <sighs> Unfortunately, they didn't let him back there. Even when I knew something was going on, I said, can my husband come back yeah. here? But like in the, so when you're getting like your mammos and your ultra, all the women are like in spa robes as if you're at the spa. <laughs> yeah. So like you're like Seriously? topless, but wearing robes. So they don't like let men back there. Oh, I'm like, okay. I mean, all right. I you guess. Know, I guess it's like, for protection. This isn't exactly like, you know, I'm like, he could care less. A pornographic feel. Exactly. I don't think he's very excited to be back <laughs> there right now. A bunch <laughs> of titties. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely the not only that time a man is not well, excited sure to see someone titties. in the past has caused a problem. With exactly. It, and which is why that some rule has now been instated. <laughs> There's always a reason why the exactly. rule is instated and it's because some guy fucks something up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah. all right, I guess I'll just figure this out. Yeah. You know, he's out there and I'm texting him. I'm like, oh, they don't seem like they, they seem worried. He's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like yeah. so positive yeah, always, good. you know, because how can you not be? Yeah. You yeah. So I'm the opposite. I'm like, I have a cancer. I'm <laughs> like, I know it. I'm like, this and you're right. I knew it. I knew it. Um. So they, you know, they said we have to do biopsy. We could do it in about an hour and a half. I said, okay, we don't normally do it on Thursdays, but we're going to do it. I'm like, oh my God, I really Jesus. have cancer. I'm like, yeah. if they're like squeezing me in, I'm like, I know, Fuck. I know this isn't good. Yo, your girl got cancer <laughs> based like, off of these on. signs. I'm putting two and two together. So, yeah, and le- I know how the leg works. rubbing isn't a good sign. Leg rubbing. That's not a good sign. The the eyes, I didn't even know that was legal. Just, you know, just put cucumbers over the your eyes, eyes Donya. Yeah, oh, I was like, oh, more spa stuff. I was like, I'm a 
nurse. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should probably let you all know while you're freaking out about my lump that I'm a nurse. And right. I, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that all those signs told me that that's what what's the biopsy on. is when they take a needle into the lump. It's called a core needle biopsy. So they took like a big they oh, actually big? like numbed the area. OK. One area wasn't numbed very well, which was just wonderful. Um, <laughs> but they numbed the area and took nine samples. <laughs> that was another thing that I know. I was like nine samples. Oh, I'm like, come on, you know, like what's going on? And the big that needle that big, like your freaking forearm. Yeah, that's the size it's of pretty, the needle. Yeah, it was pretty big. So, and your husband couldn't again, be with you when you got it? no, oh, no. He was in the waiting out. room because of the because some dude yeah. named Larry fucked it up. <laughs> So they did the biopsy and then it was like three to five days. So I had a great relaxing really time for three to five days. <laughs> that was on a Thursday. What I'm do like, you do? Like, um, I did a lot of gummies. Hell <laughs> yeah. Because I had to relax. I yeah. didn't know. Like, and I'm not really one to do that, but I'm like, I oh, need to relax. Like, yes. you know, I had to try to like kind of shut my mind off because like I already knew. I mean. It was like, I was already that whole weekend. Like I have cancer, you know? Right. And like my husband's like, you're nuts. Like you're manifesting this. Like this is, I'm like, I know, but yeah. I know that I have it. You also like, know your body better than anybody ever could. Exactly. And I was just, I could tell, you know, by the looks yeah. and the ultrasound report, hypoechoic mass. I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound benign. Mm. You know, it just, those things. So I was at work on Tuesday and uh, on my lunch break. And the call came in and I'm in my car, like take the call. And it was the GYN and said, I'm so glad we decided to get this ultrasound. The I'm one like, who didn't order the ultrasound. Until you asked. I listened to you. I'd be getting it at Christmas, but I, uh, nope. What lady? That was not the time. Well, fuck this wee <laughs> shit. So, I got a bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I'm like, um, yeah, I got it. Um, she didn't really know much about it. She just knew I had invasive ductal carcinoma and also DCIS, which right. is like ductal carcinoma in situ, which means that it's like contained to the breast. So that's okay. kind of like this, the stage zero, like the, the lowest one you can get yeah. non-invasive. Cause it type. hasn't, yeah, it hasn't it, it's usually just like contained, but then I also had invasive, invasive ductal carcinoma. So, okay. That was what she told me. I needed a breast specialist right away. Gosh, you had to get this news from the person who was like, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> you have six months. You're good to go. Like, yeah. see you later. Yeah. So she, you know, obviously I'm sure that wasn't an easy phone call to make. Of course. Not. So I was just hysterically crying. Um, I hung up the phone. I came out of my car. My medical assistant was in the parking lot. I just started crying to her. I yeah. have breast cancer. I can't go in there and see the rest of my babies this afternoon. Yeah. Like it was, I had a whole slew of patients I had to see after Ugh. lunch and I couldn't function. Yeah. So I went in, thankfully I work with all women and my boss was like, go home. Yeah. And I'll, you're out tomorrow we got too. You. Yeah. Figure out what you need to do. You're going to yeah, be yeah. okay. We'll figure this out. Like, you Good. know, so I did, I just like drove home and I'm like, I can't even call my husband. I'm just going to tell him when I get there because mm. he was home because he's a theatrical teamster. So he's been on right, strike. So, yeah. you know, blessing in disguise in a way, cause he's been home with us, you know, but then when the union's this. on strike, the people who work for the union don't get paid. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly. So it's been like, you know, when it rains, it pours kind of thing for us, but we're figuring it out. Um, luckily my sister, Dairy. the angel yeah. that she is, Dairy. she's such a fucking angel. She created oh this like meal train for us. That was supposed to start with just a few meals and people just started donating a lot of money. And yeah. it was just very good. Amazing. Because I don't know how we probably 
do it without that because yeah. two kids and then one of the two kids, one of the, he's one of the parents is not earning money. He's not earning right now because yeah. he's been on the strike. Um, and because he normally drives talent. Yeah. Um, and I am a nurse practitioner working in a pediatric office where I can get sick and I had to have surgery. So I had to take off work. And oh, so you don't get paid for that? I'm like on short term disability. It's like, okay. you know, yeah, because I don't have like a full time gig. I was like, it's called per oh, diem as a nurse. You kind of just work and you get paid as you work. Uh, so I, uh, damn, yeah, craziness. So I, you know, had that diagnosis. We, you know, quickly got to breast, two breast cancer specialists. We wound up at Sloan. Um, and I had surgery on August 31st. Okay. I had both my boobs removed. It was stage. Stage two. two. Stage two. Um, they saw in my pathology that there were some hormone positives. There's different types of breast cancers. So they saw some hormonal positivity like estrogen and progesterone. So with that, they decided to go in to do surgery first. And remove mm. both. So uh, they could have done a lumpectomy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be really aggressive. I said, yeah. you know what? I am not messing around. I have two kids. I have a lot of life to live. Yes. I don't really care about my boobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'd whatever. rather be there. Honestly, I really don't. Life. Like, yeah. Know? So um, I decided to get a bilateral mastectomy. That was so kind of like both, a choice. So they get like taken off. They took both my boobs off. So you have off. like a, like no, that's why. Is that yeah, wild? It was wild. And I was in the hospital for one night. That's what's even more Whoa. wild. It's crazy. Mm. But I mean, pretty amazing what they do. Like yeah. they, she, the surgeon literally went in, took out both my boobs, a couple of lymph nodes, because mm. that's where they travel first. Um, so Your nipples? Uh, my nipples are gone. Yep. They're mm-hmm. gone. They're gone. You could do nipple Whoa. sparing, but I decided not to spare my nipples because I was scared if anything right, spread if that there. Has, yeah. Mm-hmm. So totally. I said, don't spare them. Just take everything because yeah. that's something for another day. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Um. So she did, you know, she took off both breasts. Thank God I did that option because my one tumor kind of started growing another tumor. Mm. And they biopsied everything and they found out that actually there was no hormonal receptors and I have triple negative breast cancer. Triple negative breast cancer. Which is like a breast cancer that affects, it's only about 10 to 15% of breast cancers are triple negative. Okay. So it's actually a little more rare um, okay. and it's I, a lot more aggressive. Right. And you were saying this is a this is a cancer that's common in black for black women. Yes. Which is like important to know because I feel like the medical industry, like medical industry is shit to women, like in so many ways, but also to you read so like about black women just getting the like despairs. not yeah. the care that they need, which Absolutely. is so fucked. Yeah. And so, so that's what I found that it actually affects Hispanic and black women more. Wow. I mean, I'm neither. You're I right. mean, I'm Italian, Irish, you know, German, Scottish. I don't know, but all the whites. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have any, like I did the genetic testing. I don't have like BRCA or anything like that. So oh, that that's like something a, you could see. Yeah. You can get like genetic testing done. Mm. So I don't have any of that. So they were like, yours is just spontaneous. I'm like, oh, cute. Awesome. So, yeah. you know, I've been blessed with this. Um, So yeah, that's, I mean, that's the kind I have. So like after surgery, you know, I was healing from surgery, feeling pretty good, like, you know, getting on the road to recovery. And then that came back, the biopsy results saying, actually, you don't have estrogen and progesterone. It's triple negative. Mm. So that was like another kind of hard hit because it was like a new diagnosis all over again. Mm. Um, so and was the plan always to do chemo after the double mastectomy? It was. If, triple negative sometimes, I mean, you would do mostly chemo before because they find uh. that it like shrinks tumors and everything like that. 
But with hormonal, when they see that, they actually do do mastectomies first. Okay. So that's why I had my mastectomy first. Um, Just, and it's, I mean, it's, it's aggressive. So you want Yeah. So I'm glad like everything was removed. I actually had a PET scan too after my surgery. So they scanned like everything from my head all the way to my thighs. Oh. And nothing lit up. Thank nice. God. So, I mean, that was probably one of the scariest days of my life. Besides, Getting a PET scan. Like, Oh yeah, because you had already been through the surgery. You already. I mean, been I'm already like. Like, don't at this give me a point, fourth diagnosis. I don't know what else could have happened. You know, mm-hmm. I found out it was a more aggressive type. I found out it kind of sort of traveled into one lymph node. There were some cells in another, but the other two lymph nodes were clear. So I was like, wow. oh my god, you know. So then I just went to the PET scan that day, and I just kept repeating like a mantra over and over again. It is Smart. just. It is just here. It has not traveled. You have nothing. Yeah. No evidence works, of disease ma'am. anywhere else. And, you know, those results came back like two days later. It was rough. I was praying extra hard. And yeah. just, I mean, I think I didn't even talk for a whole day to anyone. I just sat outside and stared. Yeah. Um, and like collected your yeah. energy and just focused. That's, you don't on... really know what's going to happen with something like that. You know, nothing yeah. you can do. And having two kids is oh, like that. That adds a totally oh, different. This has been. Yeah, it's been very scary. Um, that came out clear and I started chemo. So now I've had two rounds. I've got two out of eight total. Two right? out of eight total. Um, I go every other Monday. And what's chemo like? It's not as bad as I guess you would think. Okay. I mean, you know, they give you a lot of meds beforehand. They really do a lot to manage like the nausea and the side effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying this cold capping, you know, by trying to, I'm trying to protect, save my hair. We'll see. I'm right. not sure. My chemo is pretty strong. So and we're not cold sure capping for people who don't know is, uh, you were saying this earlier, they are hooking like a cap to your head that blows air conditioning. So it's like you. hooked up to like a portable air conditioner okay. and it's like a cap that goes on your head. Um, and it's like freezing. You have like brain freeze. Like the first 15 <laughs> oh, minutes really? you're like shocked. <laughs> and then I think you just get numb because then you're like... <laughs> I'm so cold. I can't feel itself. It hurts. I, so I wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. So you have to like keep it on the whole treatment and it's supposed to protect your hair follicles. I mean, I'm doing this literally for my kids. I'm, if I had to like, my husband's like, do you want me to just buzz your head? Like tonight? Like yeah. he doesn't care. Like, I don't care really about right. that. It's really about, I have a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. So yeah. I'm so scared. Like when I cut my hair short before I started chemo, cause I used to have long hair yeah. and I cut it pretty short just so it's not as like bad when it starts falling out. My son was like, I miss your ponytail. I'm like, oh, oh God, what am I going to do <laughs> right. if I go bald? Right. I'm like, oh. Like, how is just, it telling your kids? Like, how do you do that? I don't know. I mean, I had to have surgery. With the surgery, I had all these drains and things like that. So my two-year-old has no idea. She's just trying to like yank at them and <laughs> right. has no idea. I mean, I don't let them see me without like a bra on. Yeah. Because obviously now I look very different than I did before. Yeah. Um, But my son was very aware of the drains and he was like, oh, mommy, your drains. Oh, like watching them and stuff. And yeah. Even now when I'm like not feeling well from chemo those mornings, like he'll actually like be like, come on, mommy, I'll help you walk down the stairs. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. The kids are so thing. pure. Yeah. It's so, so adorable. Yeah. And like, it just, but it's like, how, how is telling them? Like, did you and your husband like say like, okay, this is how we want to tell that. Like, that's a, I imagine it's like one of those moments where you would never fucking consider that until it comes to the circumstances where you have to tell them. But like, yeah, it's, it's awkward. Cause they're so young. Like yeah. he's four and she's two. How do you know what they can, we don't tell her much, you know, just like, Hey, be careful. Mommy's got a boo-boo on her boobies. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. with my son, like we're just kind of like mommy's having surgery. She has a boo-boo on her boobies. Yeah. And now we're trying to explain to him about like the medication and that mommy's going to be tired today. Yeah. I know mommy might not feel well because she has, 
the medication to make her boobies better. Yeah. Like that's kind of like, you know, that kind of talk, you know? Yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. My husband's trying to figure out if we should involve him when we shave my head or that's a question for my right. therapist. So you're going to shave? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to ask her what she thinks. I don't know. Because yeah. um, I, I don't got, know. I got a list of stuff for therapy you know now, I mean? Doc. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I right. Just, because how do you know what's going to damage? I mean, being a person in the world is damaging. So it's yeah. that's going to happen. So you worry about kids, everything. You know, parents are going to, as much as thought as they can put into it, it's, the kids get fucked up, fucked up in some way from something. But uh, yeah, I imagine, yeah, you just, that, that's a lot to consider. It's a lot. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out. That's my biggest thing right now is like, besides feeling sick and getting through all this is like how to kind of approach that with to them. navigate that with them. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it's going to happen. It's kind of like, do you, are you going to shave your head? I mean, if it keeps falling out the way it is like, yeah. you know, it's definitely, it's falling out, but like probably slower than if I had, didn't do the cold cap. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it keeps falling out, it's just very messy. <laughs> so I'm like, right. it's getting kind of like clogging the drains. Yeah. Tough, you know, cause I just feel like it's keep coming out. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to shave it till I feel like I have to. Yeah. But I guess at that point we'll figure out how we're involving him or what, you know, and if I'm doing a he wig might want to do it. scarves or. Or you can get matching kinda, like because he's a boy. So you could do like matching buzz cuts. Matching I mean, buzz cuts. that's what my husband said. He's like, we can yeah. all do cute little crew cuts. Right. That's like, adorable. He's like, we don't have to bick your head. <laughs> right. Also too, like you can experiment yeah. with like Audrey Hepburn but, uh, bang. Like you can experiment. You know how you have a Barbie and you're like, I can give it any hair do I want that's with true. a pair of scissors. You kind of like it's lower stakes of like, I don't know. Let's see what a bob looks like. Or a bulk. <laughs> <laughs> like you can like slowly cut it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's I guess we can we can make it kind of fun. I mean, yeah. my husband's like, listen. I didn't marry you for your hair. Didn't even marry you for your boobs. I married you for your ass. You know, mm-hmm. and so, that ain't going nowhere. And your face. Yeah. He's like, so, <laughs> your ass and your face. I'm like, and my personality, right? And my smarts. And my heart, my big heart, right? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's something do you feel, we'll have to tackle. Do you feel like different about like your 
femininity or was that never even like a thing? I know like once you have kids, like the focus is completely readjusted in a way that I don't, I just don't understand yet. But, um, but like, do you feel different as a, as a woman or are you just kind of focused on like day to day? Like, how do I make this day good? So we're all good and I feel okay. Yeah. It's odd. Like, I feel like, you know, you would think losing your breasts that like you would like feel like your like womanhood was taken from you. But like, I started wearing like earrings. I got a few new bras now. Cute. Like, you know, I have like my expanders in, I get my little like saline pumps every couple of weeks. Oh, like, in the boobs. So I have like, when they took my boobs out, they actually put expanders in. Mm. So oh, the expanders are there to like, kind of like stretch your skin and get it ready for my reconstructive surgery that I'll have at the end of all of this. Okay. So it's like, you could come out of that with knockers. Yeah. I mean, basically we're kind of (laughs) like figuring out, I get like fills every two weeks now and they, they just fill up with saline and oh wow! I get to try on bras to see if like this size works for me or what I want to do. So designer breasts. Yeah. So it's like, you know, to me, I was never attached to my breasts, I guess, you know, like I couldn't really breastfeed my kids very well. Like it did a little bit and um, that's you know, great then growing you, up I really never loved them like okay. you know like it was like not so like, like my like riddance. it wasn't like my like thing you yeah. know like we're like you know oh, yeah. look at my boobs you know so, like, yeah, in, in high school middle school it's like oh so and so she's got the tits she's got the yeah, ad. yeah tits weren't really, your tits weren't on your thing. name card so yeah. it's like <laughs> I don't know. And I guess just because I was so scared for my life and for my kids that it was like, take my boobs, please. Like, just don't take my life, you know, like just take them. I don't really care. And now it's like, you know, I just, I wear a bra and I feel normal, like, you know, pretty much like, and it's funny because I'll see people and they'll be like, oh, oh, wow. It looks like you have boobs. Like, people are, people are just like, honestly, I, I, I found, I found like anytime I'm going through something, people have such a hard time tackling anything. That's like the important part of an issue <laughs> that they'll just start talking about the part that literally doesn't matter, so which weird. is like, it's like, oh, did you not hear the part where I almost fucking died? <laughs> like you're worried about my tits. People are idiots, <laughs> but it's just like there, it's their own nervousness around. Stuff. It is. People really don't know what to say to they somebody. Have no when they get exactly. it's, it's, it's like it's embarrassing. Like, it's really yeah. awkward. It's and so like, awkward. I'm like, I feel. I almost feel bad for people like I know. when they're trying when they they're see me actually out in public. It's like it's pathetic. It's like ooh oh, oh god it's Sonia. You <laughs> yeah. know like it's like awkward and I'm like yeah. it's fine I'm fine it's all right like yeah. you know like that's why I like I kind of like put myself out there and shared it with a lot of people because mm. I just felt like you know why not I'm like I really yeah. have no shame in it like I don't really well, care. also too like, part of your story is you advocated for yourself and detected something a lot earlier than if you were to allow yourself to be left in the hands of the medical professions exactly. that you were in the hands of yeah and it's like oh we gotta not yeah do that ever like six don't- months can make a really big difference yeah especially um, with that aggressive oh spread my, oh my goodness yeah so it's it's definitely not something to like play with. It's like, if someone says, wait six months, it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> just don't, mm. just don't wait, you know? So, uh, so you have six more rounds of chemo, right? Six more rounds of chemo. And then and after that, what happens? I get like a month off and then I do five weeks of radiation. And then oh, that's wait, when radiation the, is different. Than yeah. What's the difference so between chemo and radiation? Chemo is like the infusion. So uh. right now I had the surgery, everything was taken out. Now they do the infusions every other week Mm. where they're killing cancer cells Mm -hmm. that might have escaped, like Mm -hmm. or gone somewhere or might have been, because you can't really tell if you have cancer cells like from a scan. So they're killing it now with the chemo systemically. So it's like all over everything. Um, And, you know, they're killing some healthy cells too. That's why you lose your hair and things like that. Um, And then after you're done with chemo, I'm doing radiation for five weeks. So for five weeks, I have to go every single day for an hour 
and I lay on a table. And every, kinda, every day for five weeks. Every day for five weeks. Whoa. Monday through Friday. Not yeah, the weekends. But, yeah, but, but yeah, Monday through Jesus. Friday um, for an hour for five weeks. And okay. they're going to radiate like my whole area here. What does that mean, like, radiate? Like They basically like, like, like shoot, a panic bag? Like, yeah, it's kind of like you lay on a table and they kind of just shoot radiation at you. Mm. And they're yeah. just like basically going to like light up all my lymph nodes and that whole area and like radiate everything to make sure it doesn't like come back. Oh, okay. that, so this is know, just an extra precautionary extra precaution. Measure. So okay. basically that's what you do radiation for too. What are the side effects of that? Fatigue, like skin rashes. Okay. Like, I mean, I'm lucky I'm doing it kind of like in the winter because you wouldn't, wouldn't want to be in yeah. the sun or anything. And oh, like, right. you know, cause like your skin is going to be pretty like sensitive, sensitive to everything. Maybe itchiness, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And fatigue, of course, because everything's just fatigue. It seems, you know, like yeah. with chemo and then it's all fatigue. But they gave you, for the chemo you were saying earlier, that they give you steroids, which is mandatory because if you didn't take steroids, you'd just be like asleep 24-7. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to like move without yeah. the steroids. Yeah, yeah, they'd give it to you like on the day of chemo. And then it was funny, like the first time I got the chemo, like the next day I took the three I was prescribed. And then I was feeling really energetic. I wanted to go on like a hike. We never really hike. I like climbed to the top of a little mountain. I mean, I was feeling really on top of the world. Um, chemo Donnie, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I called the nurse and she was like, ooh, you sound really hyper. She's yeah. like, tomorrow, maybe take one less. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started taking like less because I guess I'm very sensitive to steroids okay. and was like hopping off the wall and not like, sleeping for 24 hours. Let's which, organize every drawer in the house. I did. I organized a lot of things. <laughs> I did a lot of writing. So That's great. Yeah. That's I very mean, helpful. very productive. But Do they then, have an addictive property steroids? Cause I mean, there's so many, yeah, I'm like so sensitive now. Cause there's all these documentaries you see where you're like, oh, I had one problem and then they gave me this like pain relief medication and now I'm addicted to that. And now I have a second problem. Yeah. So with steroids, it's kind of like that rebound like if you try to get off of steroids it's kind of hard because okay. you feel like crap when you get off of steroids right. so if you take them for too long it actually damages like your immune system mm, and uh. it's just hard to like get off of something you're taking every day right especially like something that's upping you like that because you exactly. go oh i miss that feeling exactly you know? oh yeah by thursday friday i'm like oh i wish i had steroids <laughs> right i felt so good yeah you know? you're like, chopping them up in your kitchen like <laughs> snorting them All right. mm. <laughs> gotta make this last longer next time i see donnie's gonna have a fucking six pack and oh like benching 280 like damn i love i know no they're definitely it's a nice it's a it's nice good though. you deserve feeling. to have like some fucking a few energy days of like yeah yeah but you know it's and, and then you kind of get back to your normal like the week later and then you go back for it a week later so it's like yeah you know you, know you get that hit again yeah it's like every other week <laughs> you're, you're feeding for chemo because you get the roids <laughs> mm. how is it spiritually so I've actually had some spiritual experiences since this has all happened. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, really. I started taking like a meditation and um, journaling class on awesome. Mondays with this great organization, um, Surviving Breast Cancer. I found this group of like eight women. I just kind of like stumbled upon it. Mm. And it's like every Monday at 10 a.m. We kind of all sign on. And this wonderful woman, Gloria from Canada, is like leading us through a me like a meditation. And then she gives you five minutes to just write. And I'm like, I haven't wrote i haven't like mm. sat here and like wrote or been told to write yeah probably since i was school. in school like i'm like you know i i never like wrote since my kids have been born i like hardly it's write a lot anything different than typing like people so say different. typing a, you just typing sit a there paper. and write yeah and like you kind of like go through this meditation she really like transcends you i feel like Meditation. and like you write what you see 
and the meditation. Oh, cool. So like I've gone like, you know, on Mondays a few times where I haven't had chemo and I really have like felt like the meditation and like, I've like shared what I've wrote. And now two times that I've shared with them, they're like, we absolutely love this. Can we share this on our site? I'm like, sure, go ahead. So they actually took like my meditation, the one I had where I saw like my grandmother and (gasps) my aunts and like, they were all like dancing around me and like making me strong. And it was like such a beautiful, I was sitting outside that day and like, it was just like a beautiful Beautiful vision of all of them and like white, like roses and pink roses and blankets and all this stuff. So I wrote it and they actually like made a video to it and like put it on their website. And it's just like adorable. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's not my grandmother and my aunts like in the video, it's like young women, but it's like the cutest. Oh, they have like people cast They made their own video to it. They had to make it viral. Yes. And it's like the sweetest thing. Yeah. And it's like, they really like, but everything I spoke about is like so detailed. I'm like, how did she find these? Like, like video images so perfectly. Oh, there's there's catalogs of shit. It's amazing. So now it's like on YouTube and on their website. Oh shit. And like, it's like my voice, like leading everyone through like a meditation almost. And you know, the funniest part, everyone was laughing about it because I was like, Lucrezia, my grandmother. Oh, is that your grandma? Oh. <laughs> like, why did you just say Nona? I'm like, I don't know. That's, that's not her, her name. name. I mean, yeah. I pray well, to her every day. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. One of um, this, and this is the same Nona that I saw. uh, One of the first real spiritual experiences of my life was with your Nona. Yeah, I'm sure. The video of her um, with the lights from the nanny cam. Yes, of the, the orbs, the orbs coming yep. in, and it looked like it looked like. Uh, it, do you mind if I share this? It's yeah. it's so. It was one of the most. It was the first thing that I saw. That's one of the most powerful Would things I've ever seen, and I was like. Oh, and now I'm like, cannot stop talking about like the afterlife because it's so, it's so beautiful to have it's, a connection. We had so many things happen in our family when she was passing and my grandmother, our <sighs> well, nona the passed of cancer, oh, and, okay. but at 80. 
and the dragonflies and just so many things. The psychic coming up to my mother, like yeah. in the supermarket, talking about her. Yeah. Like, who are you? What? My mom was like running away. We're like, mom, stop. Talk well, to her. Right. She's like, I don't want to know. Yeah. She was like, ah. Oh. But to give current context to the listeners' context, there was, I, I don't know if I told you about this. This um, sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. It was a, like a nanny cam video from the fireplace or the, like, the shelf above a fireplace. And it was pointed towards the room that her Nona was in. Mm. The door was open. You saw, I, I had Daria play it for me multiple times. It's the most powerful thing ever. You saw an orb of light, very clear. Like mm. it's not a dust. Like you can't really uh, uh, confuse it for anything else. Goes into the room where she is. The explosion of light was so powerful that if there, were, I don't think there was sound in the video, but you would have thought a bomb went off in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's like all this light came out and then it got sucked back into the room like a vacuum. And I believe, Daria, you told me at that next day, your Nona said, I saw your grandfather. Yes. And he came to visit me. He gave which, me kisses. Right. Around which is, the same time we saw the light. Explosion. Right. Which yeah. now I know I kind of study. Um, I'm obsessed with the afterlife of mediumship and stuff. And there's uh, a lot of uh, people that work in hospice care. And, that you know, the percentage is like 90% or higher of people um, will see this. Like a relative who has already passed come to kind of escort them and stuff. And and then the other video, which was crazy. Was it the day she passed? The dragonflies swarming the, the house. dragonflies were swarming her house to such a degree that the neighbors started coming out and going, "What is happening?" Like, wow. yeah, yeah, it like was... some really powerful. And I'm, I'll never forget when you showed me that video because I was like, "I this is that was a turning point for me specifically." So like, and you you do have Darius shared a lot of other stories, a lot of powerful spiritual people in your family. We do. We're very and talented at communicating. Yes, she was very. Yes, very connected spiritually. And I've been talking to her every day. Because yeah. Well, I'm I, sure she was there in your meditation. Like that yes, was her. It's, it's, I know. It's it's so subtle. Like it doesn't, it feels like you should feel something on your shoulder or something, but it's not. It's, it's if you see her, stuff. it's there. It's yeah. really, it's interesting. I, uh, I, I got this prayer card for St. Teresa and she's a breast cancer saint. And I oh, prayed okay. to the card and somebody had given me the card who had breast cancer themselves. My neighbor, my mom's neighbor. She said, listen, I don't, I can't explain it. When you ever, you do say this prayer, you're going to see like a pink rose or a flower shortly after. Don't understand how it happens, but it happens. Mm. So I carried that prayer thing with me for about a month. The night before my PET scan, I prayed to it. My girlfriend was bringing me dinner that night because of the meal train. Yeah. And I answered the door like two seconds after I finished this prayer for the first time, her and her daughter are standing there with pink lace, pink lace. I'm like, I started like, Damn. I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, what? And I tell her what happened. She's like, Don, that doesn't give you comfort. Yeah. I'm like, I know it does. Yeah. You got a team of people. It definitely gave me comfort. So like now I have that with like, you know, all my little things, like my prayer stuff, stuff from my grandmother, things that I just kind of like touch and pray to every day. Yeah. I think it just kind of like helps. Like, oh my God. It I- makes you feel, you know, like I met a woman like in a waiting room at one of the um, Sloan waiting rooms when I was getting a scan and she took my number. She was like really drawn to me and like, you know, has, you know, she reaches out to see how I'm doing. She reached out that week too. Oh, wow. And was like, sent me like a mass about St. Teresa. I'm like, this is Whoa. so bizarre. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, hey, it's got to be something, you know, it, it, you it, have to hold on is. to something because it like helps you get through. Like, and it's, well, it's so potent. And I think that people like you want to mind your nutrition, you want to mind your mental health. But I think your spiritual help during it, get, having a disease like that is 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 vital. I it think does. it's it's top three. It, you have to like, and you have to. 
Um, like, are, are, do also, do you have um, mental side effects from the chemo other than fatigue, like fatigue. depression? Or- I mean, the first week that I got the chemo, I felt like really depressed, like after the steroid crash kind of thing. Mm. I was crying a lot and just like really upset. Um, you know, I, I'm still struggling with it a little bit. I went on, you know, I'm on like a low dose, some like antidepressant right now. I'm taking like a little bit of something for anxiety just because, I mean, it's like life changing yeah. this diagnosis and I have two kids and I'm trying to like operate my life every day. So I'm seeing a therapist for the first time on Wednesday. So I'm very excited about oh, that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that'll be good. Just to for the first like, time in your life or no, the first time, like in a while, oh, like okay. I haven't, I haven't gone to a therapist since I was like single many, many years ago right. living in the city just for like, you know, regular stuff, yeah. you know, and I haven't seen a therapist in so long, but yeah. now I'm like, I need one. Is it yeah. a specialty? Like, is it someone who knows how to deal with She's Yeah. Somebody that's actually dealing with cancer patients. Oh, wow. So, because I really, I mean, for a good while, I was just crying every day. I didn't know how to get through. I'm so scared about, you know, my future. My, am I going to see my kids grow up? All these kinds of things that mm-hmm. it's like, you know, worrying about it every day isn't going to do me any good. I know no, that. But you're, but- I think, I think it's like an interesting part of like grief though. Cause like when we talk about grief, it's also often grieving the loss of someone else. And I think like, that's, this is very interesting, like grieving your own situation. That's what it, that's what's mm, hard. Yeah. I do feel like I'm grieving my old self in a yeah, way because right. it's hard when we like go out and we're with other people and it's like, you know, I would never want this to happen to anybody. And it's like, I see other people just like having a normal life, having a beer, enjoying themselves. And I'm like, oh, how lucky she is that she doesn't have breast cancer. Like, it's right. crazy what you think, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, it's sense. it's isolating. It's definitely an isolating thing. So mm-hmm. it's like trying to get the mental health on board. Like you have to figure that out too, because it's, mm-hmm. you could just crumble. I mean, and you, yeah. And I imagine like you got to incorporate humor as, as, as oh, often as absolutely. you can. Oh, we right? laugh. Like, I mean, my husband and I, I, he was like, you know, my little angel, like after surgery, like showering me and oh. emptying out my drains, doing things that like, oh yeah, you get to you see know, like your like partner doing do something for things. you that you've never seen. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you're sexy, pregnant, but, but it's like, he makes it feel like funny and he oh. still makes me feel sexy. So it's like, really? I guess That's that nice. helps, you know, yeah. like it's, it's definitely hard because I don't always feel that way, but he's just like, you know, who cares? Like he would be showering me right after surgery. Like, I want to do you. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I have like That's four drains hanging from me. <laughs> so I don't, I don't care. You don't care. Right. Yeah, hey, I'm like, new kink so- <laughs> unlocked, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely, we're remaining intimate during chemo. I mean, That's it's amazing. definitely hard, but you know, that's we, amazing. You know, when I feel good, we do it, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, and it's so good for your, it's oxytocin. I mean, it's just, oh, I mean, sex is just great for you. It's, it's, a, it's, it's exactly. one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It is an important thing. We, we've talked a lot about on guys. We fucked. Um, we had one episode where Corinne was uh, talking about uh, an instance where a woman was taking care of her, the uh, husband, ex-husband, she already had a new partner who was um, kind of like a vegetable in a way. And, oh, wow. uh, and we were talking about like, yeah, you know, when you're, when you marry somebody or when you're like in a long-term partnership, the, the, in sickness and health, health. and all, all these things you don't understand because you feel healthy and you feel good. And you're like, yeah. we're never going to die. We don't have to worry about we're that. We're never going to age. Yep. Nothing's going to go wrong ever. And you just then, blindly sign that contract. You really. do. You don't yeah. realize yes. what's going to happen. And it's. And you how know. lovely to have this unfold, this new layer of your romantic partnership, your marriage unfold, and you get to see him show up in this way. That's, I mean, I imagine that just makes it 
it's nice for you. Like it's just, that's so nice. I'm so glad that you have that support system. It definitely probably would be hard if I was alone, I think. Yeah. Or had a partner that was like uncomfortable with it. There are partners that are uncomfortable. Like there are partners that like don't want to like even see a woman's bald head or, you know, things like that. And, you know, we're not there yet, but you know, how hard for them, you know, like things like that. Or, I mean, sorry, you have to look at my scalp or might not go to appointments. Like, I mean, he's gone to every single appointment. He's watched the plastic surgeon circle my boobs and, you know, figure out like what he's going to do and all those things. And, you know, now he's like, all right, so we'll, we'll shave your head. Like we'll figure it out. And I'm like, I don't know if I want you to shave my head, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. But that's a team. team, It's definitely a team. So, you know, every time I'm crying and I'm, I want to go back to five years ago when we met and I was this like sultry, confident, beautiful girl with like not a care in the world, you know, like luring him to my apartment. Um, you know, I'm just, I was like crying to him this morning about it. I'm like, I want to go back to that. And he's like, it's okay. We're here now and we're going to be stronger because of this. We might help other couples that go through this and like, you know, show them. And what's more confident than going through cancer? Like what? Like, I mean, yeah, dude, it would almost be, it would almost be weird if you weren't like crying that you had cancer. Yeah. It would be so weird. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, what, uh, you're going to explode later down the road. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I definitely, I let it out. I definitely yes, let it out good. often because that's good. Like um, <laughs> maybe too much to my family. No, yeah, but that's what family. But when when a family member is going through something, you're fucking there for like. Let's cry, baby. Like, oh yeah. my god. Like that's what family's yeah. for. Like you can lean on them. Um, that's amazing that you have between your husband and your sister. I mean, you're fucking. Yeah. I know she's that's amazing. a good ass support system. <laughs> um, she can write a book about how to support somebody through cancer. She, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So Terry's the fucking best. Um, so we have to wrap up, but, uh, what would you like to promote? What would you like to share? What message do you want to make sure people understand? Um, yeah, let's, let's. That breast cancer literally can happen to anyone. Um, one in eight women, even men. Um, it doesn't discriminate. Uh, you can be super healthy. You could be not so healthy. You can be any color, any race. Um, and you can be any age. Literally, it yeah. can happen at any age. Um, you know, it's supposed to happen after menopause more often, but we're finding it happening in your 30s, your 20s. I mean, I got my mammogram at 40 and found out I had breast cancer shortly after. So, um, you know, it really it can happen literally to everyone. And I wish that I paid more attention to like my breast health. Before this, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, every October, I would run 5Ks and all that and do all that kind of stuff and and donate money and here and there. But like, I wasn't really like thinking about it, you know, and I guess I want people to like actually think about it and like feel it because it's real and it like totally disrupts your life. And if you can catch it early, that's like the best thing. Early detection is Early key. detection is like literally key. Pay attention to your body. Yeah. Just know your boobs. Check Feel them every month. Them, I, yeah. I I saw somewhere that they're not even like saying that you need to do breast self exams anymore for some reason, but is, just do them. Yeah. I mean, just feel your own breasts. And if a doctor says, wait six months, just don't. Just don't wait six months. Just, mm. you know, get your mammogram. If your mammogram says you have dense breasts, get an ultrasound. And to even look at that part of the mammogram, and you're saying the state of New Jersey requires that they have to let people know what other does the what does the state of New York do? I don't know. What the fuck? Well, my doctor asked for both off like right out of the gate immediately. Yeah, I don't know that that's New York law, but like they definitely and also like and when I went to the uh, the 
office where they did the mammogram, like they were all doing ultrasounds too. Cause I wasn't even going to say, I was like, I, I started recommending after my GYN recommended to me for people to get their first mammogram at 35. I think that makes so like much Like you have to sense. request it so yeah. that you obviously, so that it can go through your health insurance, but they should like, she, she like, and she, when she prescribed me to go get the mammogram, she also said like, yeah, breast cancer is on the rise and we're seeing it a lot younger. So now I'm starting 35 and up. That was a very smart thing to Thorough do. Doctor. Yeah. It should be 35. I mean, yeah. it should be 30. It should be right. after you have a child. Yeah. You know, because we were, we're having kids later now. I didn't have my first child till I was 36. Yeah. Right. So right, when you right. have a baby later in life, that actually increases your risk. Dense breast oh. increases your risk. Mm. Know your family's history. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like really know your family's history. Yeah. Like, has and anyone I'm, had breast cancer? Did anyone have prostate cancer? Things that oh, could be linked. Right. right. You know, right, like right. this is so important. Like the family history, you know, sometimes being overweight can put you at risk, even though thin girls get it too. Um, you know, there's just so much that we're not, people really don't think about it. What's, and, and then can we talk about this app? Because I was saying to you how, you know, when, if you're a woman who wears makeup or a man who's wearing, you have lotions you put on your body, you have foundation you put, you have hairspray, you have shampoo, you all of these products are chemicals that are daily, that are being used daily. You were, you mentioned an app um, that you can scan the actual product or the label of the product. Yes, it's What's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. Y-U-K-A. My aunt actually turned me on to it. And it's like, literally, you could scan barcodes of food and like products. Oh, scan the barcode. Yeah, awesome. just the barcode. And it'll show you if it's like got anything hazardous in it. So like one of my steroid-induced nights, I <laughs> emptied out- freaking scan everything in my I house. I emptied out like three garbage bags <laughs> of beauty products that- I was like, oh my God, there's something horrible in it. Yeah. You know, like, and just like toss And it will tell you which chemical is bad. So it's yep. just our okay, It cool. actually gives you like the hazardous, if it's a moderate risk, low risk, things okay. like that. Like, Thank so God I've been this kind of like exists. using it now because now moving forward, I'm just going to make sure like I do everything in my power to like prevent a recurrence and yeah. all that, you know, and like just being as healthy as possible. So, yeah. And is the meal train um, page still open? Will that be open and active for oh, people? Or yeah, it's still open. I mean, okay, cool. you know, we'll put it in the description of the of the podcast. It's going to come out in a, in, a, in a couple weeks, but um, I want to put that in. And uh, also, you have blog entries where you kind of detail. Yeah, I'm going to start um, writing a little bit. I kind of started like a little blog. Yeah, thing, that's so. that's really helpful. My so pink life. <laughs> Love it. I love that. Yeah, because like when you, like you said, you know, no, you know, you're looking around at, uh, you know, a couple young couple and they're so happy and you're like, you don't have cancer. I'm so jealous, you know, but it's, you know, when you have this diagnosis, like your reality shifts. And mm-hmm. I think that it's really important to hear from people who have had that reality shifted for themselves to hear like how, how you've managed and how you help yourself through, I think is really Especially if somebody doesn't have a supportive husband or a wife or a family. Like, can't imagine going through that alone. I can't imagine going through that without health insurance. Yeah. That Jesus could be very Christ. scary too. And you need a network of people. You need some sort of a community because yeah. it's really hard. Because of that isolating feeling, you kind of like, you know, it's like I find odd comfort now when I see like a thriver. So it's like somebody who's like past, you know, has like living with breast cancer or like past their diagnosis, they're in remission, they're doing really great. Yeah. Like if I find that they have triple negative and they were like stage two or three, I'm like, oh my God, they're still alive. Yes. And it just mm. makes me feel better. Like, you yeah. know, and it's like, it's so morbid, but it's just so like, no, it's, it's just it's, great, you know, yeah. because like you if you Google stuff, it like makes you feel really scared about it. And I would try not to Google things like that um, because it's really not good for your mental health. Yeah. And, you know, you find people that are like actually doing fine. And, you know, I'm hoping that I, you know, can make it through, you know, for the next five years without being stressed every day about recurrence. But 
you know, they say that five-year mark is very important. So, uh, okay. you know, it's going to be a little- Get those gummies, girl. A little rough. I'm getting, I know what, you, I'm, no, what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> but, you know, a lot, you a gas lot of mask. relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> what are the diesel ones? I got a volcano. I'll give it to you. I don't care. You'll love it. <laughs> Anything that helps, you know, try yeah. to stay in the moment, which is very hard. But, yeah. you know, definitely trying. <sighs> so- you're doing great. Yeah. I love you. Thank I'm, you so much uh, for being along. on the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for sitting down and talking to us today. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut trimming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.